Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Bodies Club, episode 7. Gosh, Yikes. how far we've come. Hey, um, what are some awesome things that our listeners could do for us, Sarah? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's a very good idea. Yes, yes, yes. What's another excellent idea hmm. for something they could do? Leave a bloody banging review. Leave an absolute banger of a review, whatever it is you just subscribe to get your podcasts. Yeah. What a great idea. Cool, that's probably enough of that. Let's get on with the show, shall we? Cool Bodies Club is a monthly podcast that celebrates bodies because we believe that all bodies are cool bodies. This episode was recorded on the 21st of June, 2019. Hi, everyone. Hello. Howdy. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Oh, damn. Okay, then. Howdy doody doody. Would anyone like to... Stick a hand up in the air and volunteer to be first for where's your body at? I will. Put your oh, hand up okay. in the air. I'll put both my hands up in the Say air. Say yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like you just don't care with those hands up there. Well, mm. I have been caring about my period. So oh, segue. Yeah. Cool. I have been trying to track it using an app called Clue. I was talking with Melody from mm. the Bang podcast about, um, she mentioned on her Twitter which is Melody Rules, you'll find it if you search that. That yeah. She uses an app to track hers, and I was just like, what one have you been using? And so I've been trying to use <laughs> Clue. I've tried a couple. Okay. Um, so I've been trying to use one called Clue just to give me a clue about what the hell is going on. See what they did there. Yeah, with my body. <laughs> and there's these things that you can track, like you enter the data on the day, and you can tell... How your bleeding's been, how your pain's been. What are your emotions? But the emotions yeah. are only happy, sensitive, sad, and PMS. Oh, okay. I feel like there's a little room for movement there. There is. And it's yeah. like throughout the day, it changes. I'm is like, PMS quite a vague term as well, though, yeah. isn't it? Because that can manifest in different ways. Because I've kind of had it for like the last week. <laughs> and it's only supposed to happen maybe the day before. And I guess also you can have just emotions generally, not just when you're PMS. Yeah. Nope, not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's solid ones that you can do with, like, how many hours have you slept? But then there's, have you been energized? Are you high energy? Are you low energy? Are okay. you exhausted? Are you focused or distracted? And I'm like, I go through all of these emotions all day. I have a question. Yes. Ooh. I have many questions. Uh-huh. What is the sort of ultimate goal of tracking your period? Apart uh, from just the practicalities of knowing when it's coming, which I imagine is quite a big a, one. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine that's a thing. Yeah, because yeah, then you're prepped and ready and you kind of know like what's going stocked on. Up on my tampons. I've got my tampons or whatever. Well, but also you can kind of make adjustments in your diary, so to speak, if you're like, you could, would you, would you do, would you go as far as doing that? Like, well, I'm just kind of interested to not see. Not like taking a day off, but just being It like, depends okay, on who you are, be because I think yeah. for everybody, a period manifests in quite a different way. So I think some people feel their emotions quite strongly at certain times and other, where other, whereas other people don't so much. And I think I do, but I think I have a week lead up to my period. Um, where I'm just like hectic, really? <laughs> hectic AF, like emotionally. Yeah. And do you think it's hectic, or do you think it's just I don't know. Well, that's a why lot I'm, of emotions. I've only tracked it for a month, and so far I'm on day 34, and generally cycles are supposed to be 28 days. I don't know. But the funny thing is, it's like mm. normally if you're a heterosexual, it'd be like, oh no, <laughs> oh I'm late, I'm a bit late. But sometimes oh, yeah. my body's 28 days. Sometimes it's 34. I don't know. It's all It's over good the show. to know also because that that um is indicative of things too. It can be, I think. So if you know if you're like late or early. Well, or I whatever. have been a bit stressed this week. Yeah, so it could be indication of those things. I'm not too sure, but yeah. 
No, neither am I. And that's why I'm tracking it. Um, I See did. There's patterns. I did notice that when I was in my fertile window, as described by the app, I did think about babies more. Interesting. It was yeah, very that's interesting. A thing. Are you baby crazy? Are you a, is that official? <laughs> wow, you really took that um, <laughs> quite like. Well, I did extreme. think about having babies, but I don't yeah. know if I want babies. Oh, I don't have to have it. Like, no, you can do it I um, might just take the opportunity to skip back to when we were going, ooh, I'm late for the um, hetero people and just be like, that's not always a happy time. No. So just yeah. just acknowledge that probably <laughs> as well. Yeah, well, in my current situation, that's not a problem for me. So, no. But that's where my body's at. I'm trying to figure out my period. Maybe I'll come back at a later date when I've done it more than just yeah, one come month. come back and check in. Um, Mike, <gasps> where's your body at? Uh, Well, I've got little feet. I've got tiny wee feet. Like that's where my body's at. Your foots. Yeah, and that's a thing, I suppose. I suppose it's something I wanted to um, to say. What is your thing about your feet being small? Because there's well, cultural it, stuff. Do you have a thing? Oh no, I don't mind at all. But um, like I've got small feet. That's what I have. I'm not yeah. like super short or anything like that. And sometimes your feet and your height are linked or something like that. Yeah. But I just got little feet. Yeah. And it's just it. Because the reason I bring it up. Uh, and thought it'd be interesting to talk about is I don't have a long list of times when I have felt any kind of prejudice from the mainstream or society. Mm. But, and it's never really struck me until now, but they don't make men's shoes in my size. Mm. Ah. That's a thing. Ah. That is a thing. What size foot are you? You know, uh, like six UK? Really? Seven US? Oh, yeah, that's the same size as me. Loads of ma- men's, in inverted commas, shoes don't go to a seven, a US seven. And you can buy kiddies shoes. Sometimes I get a tax break on my shoes. That's nice. <laughs> when I buy Nike skate shoes. Yeah, because I buy kiddies shoes. Yeah, I get UK's. kids shoes in Nike. Yeah. You buy kids shoes? Well, yeah, like in the UK, you can get like size six UK <sighs> and a kid size. My skate shoes that I bought were literally, they were in the, sh- in the shop on two separate shelves. Exactly the same. The kids' ones were 75 bucks and the adult ones were 150 Oh, score. So that's kind of good. But yeah, score. it was... It was score. Oh, it's bloody score. It's just kind of... It's kind of interesting. And sometimes when I'm in the shops, I'm just like, you know, because I'll quite often look yeah. in the women's bit yeah. for like male-ish styles. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was... I, you know, I've been going on about getting Chelsea boots for ages. You, I think you've been talking about that for three years. Yeah, good, yeah. A good long while. Well, you know why? Because they don't make them in well, my size. Really. It's really, they make kids' ones. The ones though. I've got, a little bit too big. I've got to wear two pairs of socks. <sighs> kids' ones have always got zips on them or they look dumb. Ladies' ones have always got a bit of a heel, just a little bit too much. A little bit of much, pink, something little bit going too on. too much more heel than I'm looking for, you know? And they're also real narrow. I'm just in like feet no man's land. Oh, okay. The size of my feet is not compatible with any brand really. Mm. And the, the reason I thought of it was because I think I was, I'm sure I was yeah. on the phone to you or I messaged you or something like that because I was feeding my wee baby in yeah. um, the little chair oh, would be yeah. feed her and yeah. it's across, the, w- it. it's across mm-hmm. the way from our shoe rack and I was looking no 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 across oh. the way from the shoe rack <laughs> my shoe rack sorry and I hear I was, a lot of op shops and I was too. looking at it and um, my running shoes yeah. ladies because I cannot get run- men's running mm. shoes in my size mm. my cycling shoes like my SPDs you know the clippy on ones women's they don't make them in men's yeah. in my size um, my gym shoes they were women's my slips are kids they're from the kids section yeah. of the warehouse and I think I had one pair of men's shoes. Not that I sh- not that they all should be. Yeah. Like Does it, it make just... you feel a thing? Do you have a, do you have a feeling about it? All it makes me feel is a little bit of empathy for when you 
when I hear stories of people, like people who are plus size or whatever, or people who are tall or Mm. people who are particularly small, and when they're feeling like they're Mm. outside the norm. Yeah. Because I don't feel prejudiced, just by the way, because of this. Yeah. It's a a slight inconvenience for me. But it just, it it gave me an insight a little bit into what that feels like to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's my story about my little feet. Sarah, where's your body at? Well, um, this time actually last year, uh, my granddad passed away mm. and uh, he was a really, like a really good buddy, you know, mm-hmm. like a really, he was like a awesome pal and it's just been a little bit tricky, like it being a year and acknowledging that sort of that time frame and all the kind of emotions come up and um, the sadness and I guess the feeling of missing someone that you really love mm. and it's definitely affected my body. You know, it's like, I think that grief and like missing someone is, it's like connected in a bodily way. How have you felt it in your body? I think just that kind of general meh sadness, you know, and like, um, because my granddad was such a supportive person and such a, like he's such a sweet man that you, yeah, it's just like this weird, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint the feeling, but it's like just missing someone, but it's an emotion, but it's in your body. Is there a, like, w- w- describe what happens in your body. Like, I don't want to give you any, like, is it weighty? Is it a lack? Is it just like meh? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Not I a depression like or. No, it's just like, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite amazing that connection between, um, sort of anniversaries of things mm. like that, especially anniversaries of losing people, or potentially even anniversaries of breakups or things like that. Where Absolutely, yeah. I think I find mm. it's happening to me before I recognise that that's what's happening yeah, to me. Because then I go, yeah. oh, of course, it's yeah. You get a clue, you get an indication, yeah, maybe like, in the way is... you feel, mm. and I don't think you can really separate your cognitive missing from the way that you feel and your body about it I guess yeah. yeah it's quite a hard thing to talk about isn't it because yeah it's, it's I mean there definitely is a feeling in your body and there's a feeling of missing a body you know yeah, a, a presence per- or a something presence. yeah are you are you do you think you might do something on the day itself or has the day passed it's passed it's yeah, passed yeah, yeah, did yeah. you did you do anything sort of uh, specific we celebrated just... granite's birthday which was a week before his death yeah so we didn't really do much on on the anniversary of his you know death but we um, but we had a good big celebration for his birthday, which is sweet. It's awesome. That's a nice way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it does it does feel really strange, like a whole year without someone that you just always knew. Mm. You know, it's such a strange thing. And he sort of started you on your social justice path. Can you tell us about that sort of <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. Well, I was quite a sassy small person um no (laughs) get out of here a lot of opinions and um I felt really strongly about social justice issues as as a young person and then also environmental issues and things like that and so whenever I went to go see my granddad he would take me to the Greenpeace headquarters (laughs) and I'd pick up little stickers and information and learn all of that you know, learn about lots of stuff and have all this guff, and then I take it back to school, and I ha- I made an environment club. Oh! <laughs> so this is your second cool club that you've made. 
Wow. It's like history okay. repeating itself. What did you um, give yourself a title? Were you like director? It was director? just the Environment Club or something. Uh, maybe I did. Yes. <laughs> Queen. He don't show Beyonce. I don't know. <laughs> um. And anyway, so my granddad really fostered that in me, and he really encouraged me to have these opinions and fight for for people's rights and to, I don't know, just care about others. And I think I stopped being super involved in that aspect of me because I think it's quite a natural thing place for me to be in until recently. And so even just doing Cool Bodies Club has felt really connected with my granddad as well. So oh, that's, that's cool. That's so awesome. That's quite a lovely thing. And I, I sort of wish I could tell him about it because I think he'd be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> he'd girl. be like, all bodies are cool bodies, you know? He'd probably be our first Instagram follower. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding either. He's all of the things. And what was his name again? Bill. Bill. Well, yeah. Bill's, on, Bill's on an episode now. Should we raise a glass to yeah. Bill? Bill? Thanks, Bill. So coming up, um, who, Sarah, are you interviewing today? Oh, oh, interesting question. Very interesting question, Sarah. I'm interviewing Mike Field. Whoa. Oh, I know that guy. That's me. <laughs> that guy. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we're interviewing each other, ourselves. We're going to be answering the questions. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, the Sarah's questions are going to be inflicted on all three of us. <laughs> and yeah. we all feel nervous. It is a little bit nerve-wracking, but yeah. it's you know important to do. And it, So you just get a little bit of insight into us. A bit of insight. <laughs> a little bit of insight. A little <laughs> oh, let's move on, shall we? No. <laughs> toot toot, all aboard the advert train. You've listened to podcasts before. You knew an advert was coming. Well, here it is. You're in it. This episode and um, this season, in fact, is brought to you by Mooma. .co.nz, our wonderful partners for season one. Um, they specialise in non-essential items for modern day living. They are an online store based in Wellington, New Zealand. And what they do is seek out beautiful and practical things for you to love and treasure. Things that aren't the essentials in life, Sarah. Mm. But they make our lives more pleasant, so why the hell not? And what could be more pleasant than a Cool Bodies Club um, and Mooma sock review. Sarah, you've picked your favourite sock in the current Mooma lineup. What what have you got to tell us about it? Oh, well, I do love the Obus Koyo sock, gotta <sighs> say. It's a treat. Tell <laughs> us more. Aggressively stripy oh. and on sale at just $12. Oh, what an what absolute. What the heck? Billy bargain. <laughs> Billy old Fantastic. bargain. Bloody lovely on your wee tootsies, that's what I have to say. They look, they look, they look very fun. I enjoy them like a. Comfy old carpet. I'm going to go with, though, something in the slightly different end of the scale, something a little bit more, a little bit more ritzy. It's the um, Hansel from Basil Pink Linea Short Crew Socks. Um, they are a kind of salmon mm-hmm. with a black pinstripe. It's a, it's a sharp pinstripe. It says, I'm ready for business, but also there's a very good chance I might be made of licorice. They look quite delicious. Um, so there we are. That's our pick of socks from the current Mooma lineup. Go to mooma.co.nz, um, get some socks on you. There we are. Be cool. Be cool. Thanks, Mooma. Uh, Should we just pretend we just walked into the room? <laughs> oh, 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 golly. Oh, it's you. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious Hi, me. You're definitely not wearing PJ pants right now. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh-uh, nope. Uh-uh, Full no. tux. White tux. <laughs>
a bow tie. Mm, spats. Uh, looking great. Thanks. <laughs> top hat. White top hat with a white suit. I'll introduce myself then, shall I? Mm-hmm. I'm Mike. I'm the one of the hosts of Cool Bodies Club. You probably know that by mm-hmm. now. I'm a father of a couple of children. I am spent a long time being a musician back in Scotland, which is where I'm from. I was a broadcaster over here in New Zealand. I broadcasted, uh, I did a breakfast show on RDU here in Christchurch for two and a half years. I've run a charity. I've, I've managed a few restaurants. It's not very interesting. <laughs> it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the kind of, I'm the spreadsheet organizer i'm the maker of things happening kind of thing you definitely are. i wait for people to have amazing ideas and then go right where does that go in the diary though let's put it yeah. in the diary and then let's do it let's put a date on it let's yeah. color code that let's color code it theme um so i guess that's what i am cool what else do i need to say i like to go snowboarding uh, snowboarding is fun i like the mountains cool yeah. well i that's sort of thought it might be worth like it might be nice just to chat about how we know each other I'm actually just trying to think how we do know each other. It was literally just through working together. No, was it? Or like the first oh. time we met was when I was on RDU. You came That's in for right. an interview. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You were running your courses, uh, electronic music for women. I was. And interestingly enough, <laughs> we dealt with some sort <laughs> of a bit of an aftermath. Of, no, not so much an aftermath, but we looked at the text afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. So you were running a course which was designed to expose more women to digital music production, yeah. which is a, in, you know, at the moment is a heavily male-dominated mm-hmm, space. Yeah. And we had some people texting in, some guys, t- some some gentlemen texting in. Yeah. And I don't think they were being aggressive, but they were kind, or they, they weren't being aggressive as such. Or they were, they weren't, they weren't wrong. But what they, they were kind of saying something along the lines of, mm. "Why does it have to be just for women? Why 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 can't it be for everyone?" Yeah, and and it's kind of uh, it was we talked about it at the time I think yeah years before we even actually oh, were friends or anything like that yeah yeah and any of this kind of stuff. but we had a really good chat about it and it was like well if you don't make those spaces for women in that yeah. industry it just will only be a men's yeah. space and every other course is arguably a yeah. course for men yeah and the feedback that I was kind of getting you know was that women actually just didn't feel maybe safe's not the right word but just comfortable or welcome and it was like this sort of mansplainy scenario where yeah it just wasn't quite right for them Mm. so but yeah so we met that was that was when we first met i think yeah uh and then we ended up working together Mm. at a um at a youth charity for three years which is a at times difficult but ultimately awesome experience yeah it was because here we are yeah totally and i think like we some tough times (laughs) yeah and uh i think we i don't know established like a super pretty special working relationship i think yeah yeah i would say so yeah we were both into gallop strengths finder pretty (laughs) hard yeah and we Um, had the polar opposite (laughs) yeah we were yeah 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 Yeah. do you remember your top one strategy isn't it strategy you were strategy and i was What's do do t- do. Oh my yeah, my top one was um restorative. Yeah. Problem solving. So now when we work together it's like often I have a idea or a thought process about something, um, like with cool bodies, and then Mike literally helps me to make that happen because I'm actually not that you know, I'm not that skilled at that other part of it. But Mike helps to drive things. 
but we are yeah it's there's a codependent thing almost because we need <laughs> yeah. to have we need each other we ah. need both things we need you to be going this thing's gonna happen and mm-hmm. it's gonna be this and that yeah because i can't do that yeah and i can't do <laughs> charts do the nagging like, this happens on tuesday and like, i'll here. start doing a chart and then i'll watch something on something else and mm. then i'll buy something <laughs> online and then i'll go do my dishes or I don't know. and so that's where we are and we ended up talking yeah. so many chats about cool bodies oh you we were, did because yeah. i was just a big consumer of podcasts mm. so i always have been yeah well uh, that's not actually true yes i was into podcasts at the very very beginning yeah. When Ricky yeah, Gervais, yeah, yeah. I think, was doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. I listened to that. Is it a funny one? Or is he more serious? No, it was it? it was quite funny. Yeah. That's his thing, right? I think it was when they introduced Carl Pilkington, that mm. character. But anyway, I have no that idea was, who that um, is. That was so long ago. Yeah. But it beca- it was back in the day, it was just a bit of a pain in the arse to listen to. It was pre iPhones. Right. Yeah. It was really difficult <laughs> to listen to podcasts and I just lost yeah. interest. Yeah. And I knew it was growing, but I just didn't yeah. give a shit. I listened to Radio Four in the UK and that was all I needed. And that, then that was my jam. All of a sudden, you had me coming to you, like, you know, my head against the wall, trying to yeah. figure out how the hell I was going to make this podcast work. Well, I think I'd been listening to them by then. I'm, I'm probably, like, three years deep, uh, two right, or three years yeah. deep into my sort of podcast renaissance, resurgence, yeah. you know? So, mm. but yeah, I was consuming them a lot. And you came to me talking about this thing, going about all these difficult chats. And I was just like, oh, that sounds <laughs> fucking hard. It was. Glad I'm not doing that. <laughs> And then I roped you in. Yeah, yeah, that happened. I said, oh, I'll do some, I'll help you do some planning. Or facilitate your planning. I'll sort your post-it notes out. Yeah, yeah, I'll sort the post-it notes out. I'll color-code them and put them into charts. The more we (laughs) talked about the thing, the more we had conversations about the subject matter. And then I was just just in by that point. Shall I just pull up a microphone? It just worked. Yeah, yeah. It did. It's kind of summary. And here we are. Yeah. And now I'm interviewing Mike. Yeah, now this is happening. I didn't know this was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, neither. (laughs) I feel quite nervous about mine. Oh, jeez Louise. Yeah. So. I've heard the questions before. I know what you're going to ask me. But let's. Maybe I'll mix it up so you get surprised. You get surprised. No, I've got a plan. No surprises. Don't don't change it. The first question that I have for you today, Mike, is what is a lie that you have been told about having a body? Gosh, what a meaty question. A juicy question. Oh, isn't it just? Yeah. Fun fact. Mm. This is probably the question that I struggled the most oh, with. Oh, really? Yeah, I was stuck on this one for ages. Yeah. It yeah, is a tricky question. I was think about it the other day. Yeah. Um, I'm in a weird position in this podcast because yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm a cisgendered, yeah. straight white man. Yeah, you are. So, yeah. and we had a great conversation yeah. about that when we were when we were considering me coming on the podcast. Yeah, Do you remember we did. that? I like, don't is that remember that conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I can't yeah. remember the ins and outs of it, but we yeah. talked about whether that was a good idea or not. Okay. Whether I should yeah. be there. Yeah. But I think what we yeah. ended up deciding or what we ended up talking about was at least if someone who looks and sounds like me is engaged in these conversations, then that's probably a good thing. Absolutely. In a kind of like, um, not exa- not example kind of way. That's well, no, I think silly, it is because, yeah. you know, there's lots of people who aren't having these conversations and potentially a straight white, you know, cisgendered male doesn't have to be having these conversations necessarily. Mm. And you are. And I guess also from a personal point of view, this podcast has been a bit of a response, I guess, to me and my life and you know, you definitely have been someone that I go to to talk to about these things and have 
listened to me in ways that I really needed to be listened to. Mm. Oh, and so it, fa- it feels right for me to have you here. Well, yeah, I guess that was it as well. Like yeah. We were having the chats. So yeah, exactly. Like, anyway, yeah. Yeah. anyway that's, um, th- that was the, that's a sort of disclaimer that I'll probably repeat as I'm answering these yeah, questions. Yeah, and that's but, cool that you, 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 um, you do. It's acknowledging privilege, right? That, that's Absolutely. What it is. Yeah. Um, so the biggest lie I've been told about bodies, this, it's, the, the answer I ended up on was a bit of a cliche. Yeah. I think most of our guests have said pretty yeah. much the same thing. But the lie about bodies is that there is such a thing as an ideal body. Mm. When I was a younger man, yep. I I used to I used to read men's health quite a lot. And I was sort of seeing these images of just everyone ripped as just looking amazing, shaving tips. I still what? don't still What's don't need a shaving them. tip. I don't know, like how to do it properly. Oh, shaving tips. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I thought of it as like a, a tip tips. of a shaving thing. Or no, something. no, no. Like how <laughs> to do good shaving. I got real into it. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was in, I was killing myself when I was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Like I was, I was. This is such a uh, an embarrassing thing to admit. I was, I was exercising so much, and I was mm. actually, I was ripped. Like I was in really good shape for a yeah. while. In my late teens, my early 20s, mm. I was drumming a lot back then as well. Yeah. So that was quite a good workout. But I was just exercising all the time under the belief. I was just mm. like, I had this very simple equation in my stupid 18-year-old meathead. If I look if I look like the guys in men's health, ladies will want to yeah. <laughs> get, get busy with Mike. That's the maths. There's the simple maths. <laughs> You're like Virgoing a, a relationship yeah, stuff. Well, basically, yeah. yeah. Mm. And... um. Did you find that? No, that it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't work out so well. I mean, it did, but it didn't. It was, um, yeah. but um, it's, it's, it, it did, it, it's it, funny. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, not really. Oh, I'm just, uh, well, so I'm just a better person in relationships than a single person, if you know what I mean. I don't have a, I don't have, I don't have the numbers yeah. that I was looking for, if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Oh, right. <laughs> so you, but you are, you know, you're a relationship in, kind of In person. terms of time served. Yeah, yeah I think I, yeah, I ran yeah. the maths on that the other day. I think it was like, since I was, since the, since I was 19, I've not been in a relationship for one year. Yeah. And I've, th- and that was three different sort Jesus. of relationships. Yeah. Nearly 10 years with that. Yeah, that. that's cool. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, that was that's that's the lie I've been told that there's an ideal body. Yeah, I probably still, in fact, there's no probably about it. I still mm. have an idea of what an ideal body is. Yeah, it's very specific, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's Brad Pitt from uh, Fight Club, <laughs> only in Fight Club. Mm. That's what I've. That's what. That's if I had. You know. That's what I'm. Like what you would like to attain, or what you think yeah. the ideal body is. No, that's me personally. Do you have a little bit of a crush on Brad Pitt? A little bit. Yeah. Also, Helena Bonham Carter, but oh, specifically yeah, from from mm. um yeah. Fight Club. Yeah, she's she's fierce. Maybe I'm still doing the math. That if I look like <laughs> Brad Pitt in Fight Club, <laughs> then Helena, Helena Bonham Carter from Fight Club. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. I'm ever gonna look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. I, think that's I was just spread. thinking in relation to Helena, but you know, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so th- that, okay. and I, it made me think of, um, when I was thinking of the ideal body as well, um, yeah. it made me think of, uh, have you heard of the comedian Dylan Moran? Yeah. Dylan Moran has a stand-up show called Monster from back in, the, I think, early 2000s or something oh, like that. Yeah. And he talked about the ideal body, people going to the gym and punishing yeah. themselves. Yeah. And he kind of made a really cool observation where he said, you know, the, the word that people are missing out is ideal yeah. If you could have an ideal body, you could have anything. Yeah. He, and then he goes into explain. He says, 
you know, for example, maybe you just want one eye. You probably only need one. Um, and then he says, a sucker thing instead of teeth, because teeth just give you grief in the end, really. It's just a whole lot of nonsense. And then he says, and finally, maybe like a, a long, long tube with my arse way over there so I don't have to deal with it. That would be ideal. So that's that's that's, yeah, a that's an frame. idea, and I yeah. and I like that because it's that the thinking about things in a different way. You know, I don't know. We're really attached to certain things, and that's cool. I like what he says. You know, yeah. Look up Dylan Moran Monster yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. It's there. It's really funny. That's it's a very awesome. Good show. What is a what is the coolest thing about being in your body? Well, this might this is going to sound a bit flippant and silly. It's quite good at tricks. Oh, cool. What kind of tricks? I don't know this. Like skateboarding tricks. Or... Well, yeah, it's uh, this kind of relates to what I was talking about with snowboarding yeah. and things oh, like that. Yeah. What, like, my favorite thing to do, something that drives me is is learning, learning to do something that mm. I couldn't do yesterday. And yeah. that can be, yeah. it's usually physical for me, you know? Yeah. So I, I've always been a skateboarder. Yeah. I was a rollerblader for a while. I've been into snowboarding for a long long time and when i'm snowboarding i'm spending a lot of my time in like the park yeah you know when the <laughs> obstacles trying to slide along on things trying to do something that i couldn't do today and there's it's it's a weird thing there's like some intense intense joy that i get from landing a trick mm. that i couldn't do earlier yeah. that day or the day before it's just this huge welling of yeah adrenaline like or something bodily version of fixing a problem well yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> if you want to get it on brand then yeah it is gonna learn a thing i can't gonna do execute this execute it and yeah. then i can and then i yeah. fix the problem gonna and it's solved yeah try a new one i'm gonna try after it. I yeah exactly it. yeah and then you yeah. you you try to add something to that you try yeah. and turn out of it the opposite way or you try and yeah. turn into it the opposite <laughs> way or you try and do it switch or like yeah. the other way around or something like that so yeah, and it's the same with yeah. I'm like I'm I'm really into, yeah. Again, on brand. I'm really into solving Rubik's cubes. Yeah, no. <laughs> there is a there is a there is a joy. Yeah. That I I cannot explain with words. Mm. When you smash the timer, <laughs> and you've cut half a second off your yeah. time or something like that. Every time I do a, we call it in the game a sub thirty. Every time I smash a sub thirty, that's under thirty seconds. I'm just like yes it's it's thrilling it's, yeah it's but, like it's like a very very small scale adrenaline junkie mm, you know mm, <laughs> like mm. quite a niche some people jump out of planes with parachutes on yeah i like to land something with a backside 180 out or i like to <laughs> bang out a sub 30 solve you know gotcha yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah that's it makes kind of, sense so i think yeah. it's i think yeah i like doing tricks cool that's, That's cool. pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any difficult experiences relating to your body? And uh, like, how did you manage that? How, what were your... Um, so, again, I've just got a regular common or garden body, really, at the moment. Yeah. I, I suppose it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah, how yeah. I feel in this space. Yeah. Like, but um, it's, I, I've, never, I've never broken a bone. Or anything wow. like that. I don't know how. I broke my Jeez. well. I broke my nose in primary school. Okay. I broke my middle finger and I had to get an X-ray once where I d was doing the fingers. Were you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty. 
funny. Oh, yeah, you must have felt like a pretty bit <laughs> I felt pretty awesome <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was 14, so it was really on point at the time. I um, What I have kind of difficult experiences I've had in my body have kind of involved connecting my head to my body. Yeah. Connecting my brain to my body. Yeah. Um, and they've been um, grief, I suppose. They've been mm-hmm. episodes of um, of grief. Two big sort of episodes of of a diff- of different kinds of grief i suppose very much yeah. i am um, i uh just halfway through my fourth year at uni halfway through my honors year mm. uh had a really really bad breakup with my first girlfriend yeah that's really um, hard and that was um a total surprise to me mm. um and that affected me um quite badly and took a lot of year- years years yeah, to get over i understand that more yeah. years than i thought Mm. was happening i was like i'm fine but then it would come back at me years later yeah absolutely and i um uh, later on so that was a long time ago that was yeah geez when was i in uni i was 24 or something like yeah. that yeah you so guys have been together for a while though right and it's, yeah we had yeah. been together for five years yeah so yeah so she was my first girlfriend and all that yeah. kind of stuff so um so anyway that was um grim and knocked me down and i didn't deal with it very well yeah and um then in in 2016 i lost mm. um my best mate yeah. to to suicide yeah which is um all kinds of complicated mm. and um i grieved for those two different things in in very different ways yeah. and now looking back on it i think i definitely did better with the second grief so that's good right um yeah. the first dealing with the first thing was i kind of consumed myself with finishing uni yeah and he- heaps of booze <laughs> pretty much <It's> a thing <laughs> it was a thing yeah it was a thing that's how that's mm. how that's how I ended up coming through. I ended up with a first. Like, mm. I don't know how. I Because I just, that one I under just it. consumed. <laughs> yeah. I, I allowed myself to be completely consumed yeah. by finishing the last That's of that cool. year, you know? Yeah. Because it was the third time I'd been to uni. Mm. The first two times oh. we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go so well. Um, but it was Could like... you give things a try. But, yeah, well. <laughs> very understanding parents who I owe a lot to. Um, but I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't let it beat what I'd been working for, for all yeah. those years, you know? Yeah. So that happened. I also rebounded quite quickly into a relationship yeah. that I, I was not a very good participant in. Mm. And I don't feel super good about. Yeah. Like nothing You don't really awful, process things when you just bounce either. from one to the yeah, next. Yeah. You know, I you need just, to do that well, personal I just, growth. And... I'd just come out of five years. Yeah. And I was just like, well without girlfriend what am i like you know what i mean yeah yeah so that was hectic and really hard and yeah what i should have done at that point is what i worked out about a year or two later was that i actually needed to learn how to just be by myself just be you anyone exactly like i had no idea what that looked like i had no idea Mm. so yeah that was that was a difficult experience and i guess that was it's mostly related to my mind but I was having direct physical impact on my body because of what I was doing to it, you know? Yeah. And then what happened with when I lost my mate back in Mm. 2016 as well, um, that was as suicides tend to be pretty, Mm. pretty unexpected. Um, and there was a lot of stuff leading up to it, Mm. um, which had been hard to deal with as well. But, um, grief at that point hit me in a very strange and very specific way which Mm. was um i took a week off work Mm. i took my credit card (laughs) Mm. um and i 
went to Mitre 10 and bought a ton of wood and nails and um, roofing and cladding yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And I built the shed, the workshop that I've been... Oh, I remember that. That I've yeah. been meaning to build for And you did like it with two a friend, years. right? Yeah, me and my mm. mate Colin. Yeah. Um, he's an architect, which yeah. is why my shed has... Yeah. <laughs> It's three, really legit. Three gigantic mm. um, windows in it. Mm-hmm. It's got floor to ceiling windows on one side. It's a pretty lush shed. So fancy. <laughs> That's because of an architect got involved and he was like, oh, yeah, okay, we can I've do that. I've got this. a vision. I've got a vision. It's still tiny. Mm. It's like a tiny shed, like a tiny house. But anyway, yeah. I'd been putting that off. So I did that and I had yeah. a tattoo that I'd been thinking about getting for ages and I got that. Yeah. And I just, I dealt with it in a more positive way yeah i didn't you know there's no i don't know if there's any such thing as good grief but grief manifests in in funny ways and that was just what i needed to do i knew i needed to do Mm -hmm. that you really listened to yourself a lot at that time i think like you really you was really proactive and i think like you when that was happening for you you just were at one with the emotions you were having and you and you did things about that and i because i was thinking about him yeah constantly yeah the whole time but i just needed something to do something to build something to fix mm. while i was processing this thing that was completely out of my control to fix yeah like there was something something had happened that i mm. that i couldn't sort yeah and, and that was an uncomfortable away. place yeah. yeah exactly it was the other side of the world mm. but you did have lots of cool people around you at yeah, the time I did. to sort of you know, mm. not yeah. cool people, supportive people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really, um, that was really lucky. But that was, um, mm. that was definitely, that was a big challenge. It's weird what you were saying earlier on in yeah. Where's Your Body At about mm. the anniversary. Every March, yeah. I get in a real yeah. funk. Yeah. And it's usually halfway through the funk that I remember mm. what happened in March. Yeah. And it's happened every time. Yeah. But. Yeah, you've kind of got to make space for it to happen and just accept that it's going to happen, really. That's yeah. kind of what it is. I think that's a really good way of approaching it, like mm. a, just letting it be. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's definitely a, um, what was the, a difficult experiences. Yeah, yeah those definitely. Were, those are ones that have been quite formative for me. Yeah. Like I've learned from those two experiences, I've yeah. learned so much about mm. what's in my head and... Mm how it's connected to my body and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So what are you most proud of as a person? Uh, okay. Uh, well, Another deep question it for is you. Quite, it's a bit of a deep one. <laughs> I'm going to get, um, I'm going to reach into my bag of um, absolute deep vomit inducing <laughs> cliches and go, cool. probably being a dad. Yeah, that's I cool. I get that. Um, the whole experience of, having children is oh there's no way to talk about it without sending yeah. like an arsehole just <laughs> it's okay. warning well, just put the arsehole disclaimer out there yeah put the Go arsehole nuts. disclaimer out there but i've always wanted to be a dad i've always wanted mm. to have a kids um at some point with you know when the and um, um i was about to say when the time was right but what we've what we've what we've learned <laughs> since then, the there's actually right, no right, right time so if you're waiting for the right time it, do- it, yeah. it doesn't exist just yeah. fyi i remember this is so vomit-inducing. I remember the first time... It was quite a traumatic mm. birth of my son, Charlie, yeah, who came yeah. along first. And I remember two things quite specifically uh, from that experience. Um, yeah. One was the first time I held him. And I was just, at that moment, overwhelmed by this 
unconditional love mm. I had for this little thing, little thing that I hadn't, I, I didn't even, mm. he didn't know me. He hadn't yeah. even seen me yet. He couldn't open his eyes. <laughs> Did he have some funny little facials going on? He had a cone head. <laughs> his head Cute. was all, all messed up. <laughs> and he was like, Meh. this little creature, you know, and this, yeah, going yeah. on while my wife's mm. just been through this traumatic experience yeah, as well. She's wasted yeah. at this point. Yeah. But this unconditional love mm. and i knew at that moment that i was just like fuck there isn't there is nothing i won't do to keep you safe yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and i'd ne i'd never experienced that before yeah, in my life yeah. it is like nothing else yeah um a real force yeah mm. that was kind of the first experience and then i um another <laughs> another one was um when i finally got home from the hospital because I didn't get home for about 48 hours because my wife Laura was quite really quite sick it was it was one of those funny ones where it was like if it had been 50 years ago then they both might not have actually made it like it was, yeah. it was it was a bit hectic there for a while but I kind of just I was in there just kind of doing the job doing what I was you know looking mm. after the baby Charlie looking mm. after mm. Laura so I was just kind of getting on with it just like okay got to do this now got to do this now and then it finally came a point where I was able to go home mm. and I was like oh okay well that feels kind of weird and I did I got home um, <laughs> um, and went for a shower and lost my shit. Whoa. Like lost my <laughs> shit because I hadn't been able to for yeah. the previous 48 hours. Like, But I was just in the shower just <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah, yeah, it was, it all, I just, I basically, I saved it all up, which is not something you're supposed to do. But then just yeah, kind of went. But I think ah, sometimes fire. if you're in a situation where it's just like, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to do that stuff. And then you, you proceed later. great afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're quite good in those scenarios of, right, there things a, happening. There is a problem be, to solve. Let's Here we do go. all the tasks. Yeah, yeah. Get through it. And then, right, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's, that's um, cool. what, was the, what was the question? What, was uh, what the are you most, most proud, proud of? of? Yeah, I mm know. -hmm. I would say being a dad. Yeah. I do have another yeah. child as well, George, but as any parent who has more than one child will tell you, the second <laughs> one's quite different. <laughs> I didn't cry. It's just like, oh shit. It's like, oh yeah, all right. All right, okay. What do you this want again, now? Eh? What is, yeah, I know. How does they how do they work? How do they work uh, when they're this little again? How does that work? <sighs> shit. Literally shit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay. That's the weird that's the weird yeah. kind of dichotomy about parenting, you know? Yeah, it's just like all so oh, this vibes about unconditional love. And then yeah, standing but... at the change table at three thirty in the morning going, Why? Oh god, why like, is this happening? You know, the whole you know i do a lot of looking after of children and yeah you know the struggle yeah you know. but the um you know getting up in the morning first thing in the morning and changing a poopy nappy before it's you've even you had a start, coffee it's like not how you want to start your holy day Moses. you can yeah. tell when you open the door and you yeah. get that tang like. and you know <laughs> oh, all right like, sometimes i just close the door and go make the coffee <laughs> i guess and you're sort of uh the at the moment this pri sort of primary caregiver too because you're a stay-home dad yeah well i've just done six months being a stay-home mm. dad which is pretty good and yeah. um like my wife's job is kind of the job that rules our house as well so yeah. um it it can it controls quite a lot and it's yeah. also quite a demanding job yeah i've always been mm. she's always ov obviously had that six months at the start at home because you've got to be mum at that start mm. you know there's not much dad can do apart from do what he's told yeah. really at the start yeah, yeah. does it what does it need what does mum need what does it mm. need what does mum need that's pretty much your life you know <laughs> you hold the baby yeah. when you need to but i also think you gravitate towards that being that role i think i think it feels quite natural for you to do that yeah like, i think so 
you know, I know that the six months is quite long and potentially hard, but you do to like to do the caretaking role. Yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of do that in my family. Like I'm yeah. kind of, I'm quite. You ma- are that. Like I think ma- it's part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm quite maternal. <laughs> you are definitely. My brothers can be similar. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's because my mum stayed at home and, you know, I, yeah. I learned how to. Uh, what her her this amazing value she had was yeah. was keeping the house and all this. It was a quite a traditional. Yeah. You know, my dad went to work, and my mum stayed at home. Yeah. Like, what a cliche, but <laughs> um, but I really valued all that stuff that she mm. did for us. You know, yeah, that was absolutely. a decision she made to yeah. to do that instead of going out to work. So yeah, and that yeah. was a financial so the call they Edmund made. Hustler. Yeah, so I do. And the Laura does the money. Yeah, I do pretty much everything else. Yeah, do the cooking. <laughs> it's safer that way. <laughs> So my next question is, how do you think we can be allies for each other in this world? I will probably approach this from the same way as I've approached a lot of the other questions, which is to say, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white guy. Yeah. But I might just give, if I may, a little bit of advice. Uh, it's my top tip. Grab a pen and write this down. <laughs> uh, how can we best be allies? Shut up. And listen to mm. people. Stop talking. <laughs> it's ironic because I've just talked for half an hour. <laughs> Maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> Probably quite a lot more. Just, just shut up and mm. listen to what other people are saying. Mm. People who don't like look like you. People mm. who don't sound like you. Listen to mm-hmm. what they are telling you. And listen to what they are trying to say. Yeah. Don't go to those safe places of... PC gone mad and yeah. and all these you know these things it's, it's just what's happening what's happening with the mm. world what is this what is this mm. every time you're challenged every time your preconceptions are challenged by something that makes you want to reach for that safety blanket of PC yeah. or blaming them blaming people yeah just just try shutting the fuck up for a minute <laughs> you can do it I believe in you <laughs> zip it you can oh, do it. it is there another one I don't know. Oh, yeah. But does that make sense? Is that, is that too makes harsh? Sense. I think it's great. I think if thought, like it's amazing what you hear when you listen. I can't remember mm. if we've talked about this on the podcast or not. But I a couple of podcasts um, about feminism, um, the guilty feminist, and feminists don't wear pink and other lies. Yeah. It was those are those are challenging for me to listen to yeah. because it does challenge everything I know and everything mm. I think I'm doing right. Yeah. But listening to things like that. Yeah, is the most amazing thing you can do for yourself just to put yourself in the position. It's kind of, it's in a really dumb way. It's kind of what I was talking about with my small feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, put yeah. yourself, just, just think about, yeah. like now turn yeah. that, turn this example of how you feel, yeah. turn that into something that is equated to gender politics or identity or Absolutely. something in the LGBTI, LGBTQI space. Have empathy, just I think empathy starts with stopping talking and listening. Mm. I think that's probably a good place to start being empathetic, maybe. I think that's probably how we can be better allies. Yep, I'm on board with all of what you just said. Okay, good. (laughs) Tick that off. Good. Awesome. So it is uh, the quick fire fun round. Oh, Oh yes. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Good, let's let's go. Teabag in the sink or butter in the fridge? Fuck. Oh. I hate both of those things so much. But this I, actually came from a real life. This came from a real from life scenario. Yeah, I, know. I wish so. I never said. <laughs> I can live with a tea bag in the sink, okay. but I cannot abide butter in the fridge. Yeah. You ever tried? How it, do you spread that? It has that? a runoff effect. Well, doesn't yeah, it? yeah. It's gonna 
It's going to ruin my bread. Even toast. You can't even spread. <laughs> lumpy butter on the bread is the worst. I cannot be done with it. Uh, and, uh, second I'll, question already exhausted for you. from this. There's three. Okay. A cable tied incorrectly or a comma in the wrong place? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Is it my cable? <laughs> and is it something I'm, I wrote? I'm doing a few eye rolls. Um, <laughs> You can't see them, but they're happening. I mean, do uh, I have to deal with the cable? That's what I'm saying. You know, do I have to look at it? I guess I do. I have to read the thing. About the yeah, well, you have to see it. You definitely I, have to see it. And that would be hard. I will take. I will. I will let the cable slide, but I'm not letting. Whoa. I'm not letting the comma. Whoa! I'm not letting the comma go. Holy shit! That is not what I thought you'd say. Well, there we are. Last question for you. Mm, cool. Being late to your own itinerary. Mm, that happened today. It did. That was awkward. Or going with the flow. <laughs> I hate both of those things so much. I can fix being late for my own itinerary. And you were today, and you coped. I were, I was, and I did. Yeah, going with but the flow. But I cannot however. go with the flow. Sorry, everyone, I can't do it. No, I will take. I will. I will. I will accept being late for my own itinerary. Okay. And but I, cool. I can't abide going with the flow. Yeah. Into the bin. I'm well. I'm a bit nervous. Oh. I'm a bit nervous about what I'm going to put in the bin for Why? fear of being torn to shreds. Oh, I forgot. But I'm not what on the. Put I'm not. The bin. I'm not on the internet, so I won't see it. So it's yeah. fine. I'm going to put. Some, so this is referring to my. Oh yeah. Time okay. Dadding and yeah. my time being kind of, the time that I've been like the, I suppose primary caregiver Stay home dad. But, yeah, but just being just being yeah. a dad in general mm. i would like to put in the bin something that is put on a lot of baby guff mm -hmm. and it's a little sort of stamp or it's a little tick and it says mum approved oh Ugh. um it's not cool now the reason i'm nervous about putting it in the bin is i'm all for feminism empowerment of women you yes. know all this kind of stuff yeah. and there is a very very important um thing happening there where that is kind of like a power to women thing in a way mm. but it's also a bit it's i i want i want dads to be better dads right mm. i want dads to have the opportunity to be better dads or parents well Just be a parent yeah 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 um but i feel like you have to give them the space to do that yeah and I don't think mum approved it's achieves helpful. that. It's not helpful. Well, chosen by mums. One thing that I would say you to know? this whole mum approved thing is it's actually part of patriarchy. It's creating that separation. So it's part of that shitty system. It's not that we're saying, you know, mums are the only parent or whatever. It's just, it, it's definitely just part of the, that whole patriarchal society where we, or patriarchal structure. I would have thought anyway. And it's for commercial use. Like it's doing it because it's wanting people to buy a product. Mm. Yeah. But it also reinforces those, mm. um, you know, cultural norms. Well, what's interesting, right, is I'm, I'm, I feel like maybe I'm having a bit of a, I could be, I could be considered to be having a bit of a white wine about it, you know, like it's like, mum, you know, I'm not a mum. But it's like, I, I look at that and I, I see those things on packages and I, what does that feel like to a same-sex couple? Mm. Like, what does that feel like? Yeah. Like, what is that wedge between? Yeah, it's a language thing that isn't great. It's not a great. It's not appropriate. <sighs> it's not inclusive. 
it could say parent approved. Yeah. Well, that would be an ideal, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. But a lot, I mean, being devil's advocate, a lot Please. of mothers are in the position of looking after the children. Of course. A lot of, there's a lot of female consumers. Yeah. Um, they're the, making a lot of the household purchases and that's not, it's just a, f- a fact of what's happening at the moment. So it is corporate targeting. Yeah. Mm. There's, and again, and also there's, I think I have absolutely no proof to back this up, but I feel as though it must be the case that there are more mums on their own than there are dads on their own. But I would love to hear from someone who is absolutely not offended by it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Who's someone who's just like, no, that's cool. That makes me feel good. If that person exists. Or I would love to hear from any other dads Mm. who are sick of seeing it. What is the (laughs) feeling that you get? Or parents. What is the feeling that you get from it? Well, it just devalues any involvement I'm having in... um, bringing up my kids you know what i mean it, it, it's um it's like i've said like i was saying before it kind of like it doesn't allow that space for men to be better at yeah. things that we all agree as a society it's almost like a bit at. of a it's like a way to structure society so that we can keep that separation intact for conformity around being a parent mm. you know and like, it's it kind of it leads on to things that i've kind of moan to you about before as well where you know things where like if you're out with the if i'm out with the kids or something like that and people will say something like oh good on you daddy daycare today is it all this kind of stuff and um i was in i took um georgie to the doctor just before we came back from nelson because there was all sorts of fluids coming out of her because children are disgusting (laughs) and i took all sorts of fluids coming out of you but you know you just don't have to like manage them i just mop them up myself (laughs) yeah and at the reception at the doctor's, just getting all checked in with this receptionist mm. who says, she just kind of said something along the lines of once we had us all checked in. And she said, so it's, it's your turn with the kids today, is it? And I said, um, mm. oh, no, that's, that's every day. I'm, I'm, I'm at home. And she said, um, she said oh, good on you. Oh. And Like you should get a round of applause. Well, oh, yeah. round of applause, Mike, for being a parent. <laughs> oh, my God. But it made me feel two things. I meant you're genuine. You're absolutely genuine when you say that. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Because she acknowledges that there is a, not enough of that happening. Mm. But also it sucks that it has to be yeah. acknowledged. And yeah, given that little yeah. sarky round of applause. You know, uh, a oh. metaphorical one and a yeah. physical one that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like how you went to buy a TV with Laurel or something like that. Yeah. The, the person That's came right. straight up to you. And about, Laura was making the... Oh, it was Laura, Laura's credit yeah. card. Yeah. Oh, I'm not allowed one. Yeah. She was making the purchase, but the person came to you because it was, it was assumed that you're yeah. buying the expensive products. And yeah, when you go to the that. supermarket, it's assumed that the women are buying those yeah. products. So you're throwing... I'm going to put mum approved in the bin. Yep, do it. Mm. I th- put in yeah, there. I think it's got to go in the bin. It's yep. not that... It should be approving. parent approved. It should be parent approved. Yeah. It's not that you're not approving of mums, it's that you're... No, mums are great. Yeah. I'm all for mums. <laughs> you know, all of us who are parents are parents. We're not, we're not just these stereotypes, you know? We are all working towards the same thing, which is trying to do the best we can for our children yeah so that they can be whatever they want to be exactly all um, right so yeah into the bin yes please please bend bend okay that's exclusively bend cool yeah cool stuff my cool stuff uh-huh. is podcast hey. oh, that's on point isn't it you do love a podcast i bloody yeah. love a podcast mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you were right to stare worryingly at my notebook this because this is a list it's <laughs> such a big list i have <laughs> Got like a rapid fire Yay. Um, podcast suggestion thing. It's in go, themes. Go, go. I've themed it. My <laughs> themes are lols, 
politics uh-huh. and smart stuff. Not everyone's going to be into each theme, but That's fine. F- laughing. Lols, polls, and smarts. Lols, polls, and smarts. Yeah. Yeah. Lols, polls, and nols for knowledge. <laughs> oh, Lols, polls, and nols. Nols. <laughs> wow. Um, Lols. Here we go. Right. These are these are ones you got to listen okay. to. Write this down. Rapid fire. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast. It's a sat- satirical take on a trade show podcast. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> okay. Birthday Girls House Party. We've oh, both I been love into that. that one. Just, Me and Mike used to talk about it together. It's really, really good. It's, this amazing crew of funny women from the UK. They're just really sassy airs and they're so just hanging sassy. out having a fun time. The yeah. Bugle is like peak satire. It's like global political satire. It's amazing. The Horn Section podcast. You know that song I've been singing all day? Oh, thick yeah, and is. creamy. That's how I like <laughs> my milk. Uh, <laughs> thick and creamy. Yeah. The horn That's section how I podcast. Like my chips. Go and get that. <laughs> One I've just discovered recently, which is incredible, is the Dollop, which is a an American history podcast where a historian explains a story to his mate. He's a comedian. They loll about it. Friday night comedy from Radio Four. No such thing as a fish. Uh, um, I haven't heard of any of these. No, I'm well, so this excited. is what happens whenever how do you have the time anyone. To because you just do it all the time. Like I listen to I stuff listen to when I just time. fluffing about. The Richard yeah. Herring Leicester Square Theatre podcast. That's amazing. There's an amazing mini series called Capital, which takes the referendum in Britain about Brexit and yeah. turns that into a drama about what that being about capital punishment. And then you're hearing you're in the team that's been designated to make that yeah, thing happen. Yeah. The capital punishment department. It's yeah. devastatingly funny. It's okay. amazing. And the big one, the big one for all three of us. Yeah, in the lulls, I've been waiting. Uh, we're gonna say it together. MD Wap. My dad wrote Red a porner. So funny. That was a big kind of coming together for oh us, wasn't crap, it? it? There was, was a bonding moment. It was, man. Wow, um, such a good podcast. That's pretty much... I've probably missed heaps out, but that's my lols section. Okay, I'm going to blast through the polls. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of lols. Yeah, yeah and well, mo- it's the biggest list. Yeah. Because most of mine are lols. <laughs> so in politics, I'm consumed by British politics at the moment. It's Brexit. like the best TV show no Ooh. one ever wrote. Um, so Brexit cast, political, political thinking with Nick Robinson and the political party. All yeah. bangers, all UK-based. So if you're yeah. listening in the UK, they're all amazing. And Pod Save America in the US as it's well. It's a good name. They're ri- it's a great name. Yeah. It's got a real funny theme tune. It's all guys <laughs> that used to work for Barack Obama, yeah. so it's completely oh, wow. biased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Utterly biased. That's interesting, um, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, and then I've got my last one is, um yeah, my nulls, my smart stuff. These are <laughs> these are all the ones the that are... Is it our podcast? No. Well, <laughs> I haven't included it, actually. I should have done. But it would be in here. Yeah, would it be in that one or would, would it be, be in, in a here. different section? Would be in... It would be in a just a list of its own called The Best Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, smart stuff, the whole stuff you should know network. Yeah. Like stuff you should know, ridiculous history, stuff they don't want you to know. They're all yeah, amazing. Yeah. Chunky. The guilty feminist and feminists don't wear pinker in there. The Daily from the New York Times. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Um, mm. And um, one that I really enjoyed was, um, it's still going actually, but Word of the Gay. Oh, oh that yeah. one's really good. Yeah, it's real really good. good. It's these yeah. two Australians and they talk about words from like sort of um, gay, well, I guess kind of LGBTQI. The vocab. Yeah, the vocab. Yeah. And they mm. Where they came from. Yeah, yeah that's really and, cool. And, um, that was... That was another one where I was just like having my mind mm. melted. So it's another one of those like enforced empathy ones, you know, Okay. which I love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you put yourself in a space that isn't yeah, yours yeah, and you yeah. learn yeah, uh, yeah. what I was talking about. Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up and yeah. listen. Yeah, like that, that was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that wasn't a direction to Sarah. Just FYI. <laughs> Shut Gemma, the fuck up and listen, Sarah. Gemma was just like, what the fuck is happening? 
Okay, what even mic? Okay, that concludes my quick fire um, <laughs> podcast. You should listen to list. Yeah. I love it. Uh, listen to podcasts. We like podcasts. Thanks, Mike. <sighs> That's all right. Yeah. Thanks for um, sharing those with us. That's all right. I guess you'll be back for next episode, eh? I yeah. Will, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I, don't, I guess you'll be back. Jama's got to do it next. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he will be back. He'll be back for Where's Your Body At and Into the Bin mm. and Cool Stuff. Cool Stuff. Cool stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.